Welcome to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome to Rum, Ham, and Wildcards, the only podcast hosted by four fascist meat hogs. My name is Brayden. <laughs> I'm here with Adam today. Hey, what's up, y'all? How's everyone doing? We got Donnie. What's up, everyone? <laughs> and we got the dish of the day on the phone with us. It's a pretty food-centric episode, so I tried to go a bit meta with it. I'm trying to think of what would the ultimate food be of the, all the food that was contained with this episode. So it's your boy, Tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to give you a tapeworm. It's filled with parasites. Welcome to season four, you golden gods and goddesses. We are so excited to be here. Hope your summer is going good. We got some very exciting episodes lined up for you this season. Some awesome jabroni talks. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. And if you're joining us again, Thank you for coming back and joining us here on the podcast. We are so happy to have you guys. But first, let's get business out of the way. First things first, we got to plug the social medias. At uh, Always Sunny Pod is where you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to listen to more episodes, find our merch store and the list of lists that I'll talk about here in a second. Go to solo.to slash rumham. And that's where you can find all our social medias, all the links to listen to us where you can subscribe our merch store that uh, we're donating all the proceeds to St. Baldrick's to. Uh, use code GOLDENPOD at checkout to uh, get 15% off for that. How long are we doing that, by the way? I got bills to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about those kids. I got an electric bill. It's been over a year. You're really behind, Donnie, if, if you've been <laughs> using this podcast to pay your bills. This podcast is bills. I, we are in the deficit still on this podcast. We, yeah, we operate on a deficit. We're America. <laughs> Our overhead Going is... Going America up. all over everyone's ass with this podcast. <laughs> so uh, solo.to slash rumham is where you can find all that, including the list of lists, which is located on our subreddit, our Always Sunny Pod, which is every episode that we have reviewed so far on one list. Uh, currently, it's only season three, but by the end of this episode here, we will have... Season four, we will have our first season four episode on the list of lists. So one more time, solo.to slash rumham to uh, get on the merch store, uh, the links to listen, and uh, the social medias. And uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into this. If this is your first time joining us or uh, maybe you forgot how the show works in the one week we took off, um, the, the first half of this episode is going to be a more general review of Season 4, Episode 1, which is Mac and Dennis, Manhunters. Uh, we're going to be talking about that more generally, some themes from the episode, what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. And then in Part 2 of this episode, we are going to uh, put our numbers on... We're going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10 and... Uh, Dish it out with the dish of the day, and we're we're gonna hunt each other's scores and see what our final verdict is. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that when we get to that. So uh, first, let's before before we uh, start this conversation here, let's talk about uh, Mac and Dennis Manhunters, the first episode of season four that aired September eighteenth, two thousand and eight. Seven years oh, and one fuck. week after 9-11. Oh, man. I was about to say, I forgot how many weeks it is after my birthday. <laughs> Never forget. Wait, September? Oh, that's weeks before my birthday now. Never mind. Yeah, we're back to the countdown yeah, yeah, to your yeah. birthday yeah. when these uh, episodes. Boom. <laughs> uh, directed what by... What year is it? <laughs> 2008, we just said. Uh, September 18th, 2008. Thank you, Gladys. Uh, Fred Savage <laughs> directed this episode, yes. uh, written by Rob Glenn, Charlie, obviously, and we got writing credits for, uh, Jordan Young and Elijah Aaron, who you might know from, uh, producing, uh, BoJack Horseman and Raising Hope. Does it uh, say Drawn Together right there? Yeah, and, uh, we got Jordan Young working on Drawn Together as well. It's a good show. Uh, oh, Elijah thanks. Aaron worked on Better Off Ted for a while there. Uh, so yeah, some interesting projects. I really love BoJack Horseman, and um, it kind of makes sense that I I enjoyed this episode more than I remember, and uh, we'll get into that later here. But uh, it was so, kind of more I, like dark and gruesome. Not that Always Sunny isn't dark, but it was more dark. I think it's more bo it's a uh, more uh, BoJack dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain what dark that is, but yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I I think that if you looked at a uh, like a fork in the road of people have the choice to go down 
uh, the left path or the right path, if the choice is watching drawn together at a young age, um, the right path is just going to be like total uh, non-well-adjusted adult. Like uh, a total, total mess. It's like the people that look up to Rick instead of like realizing that if they yeah. see any part of themselves in him, they should seek help <laughs> or Bojack yeah. or literally Thank any you. member of the gang. Uh, so the, the, this episode, Mac and Dennis Manhunters, um, Mac and Dennis decide that uh, hunting animals, innocent animals, is not real hunting and that real hunters hunt the, the ultimate game, man. No, we're going to hunt you. What? We are going to hunt you, Cricket. Why? Uh, I'd spend a lot less time asking questions and more time running. Yeah. What, what happens if, if I get caught? Ooh, don't get caught. Don't get caught. Oh, there he goes. And the hunt begins. Indeed, indeed. The most dangerous game. The most dangerous game, if you will. Uh, man. That was the name of the book. Yeah. Um, so Frank calls him out on it, says he can't do that, and mistakes his life for Rambo, as he does. And uh, also in this episode, kind of totally separately, Charlie and Dee take a very interesting route in which they eat some of Frank's meat, and then it is revealed that... Uh, they have eaten human meat, possibly, uh, and they almost immediately go insane and they get an insatiable hunger for human flesh. Look, you get one taste of delicious, delicious human meat, none of this stuff ever satisfies you ever again okay, for the rest no, of your life. I just think that you're overreacting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's really? stupid. Is that stupid? Oh, I'm sorry, D. Well, then I guess Jaws 4 is stupid, okay? Because that's the exact same plot. Okay, all right, calm down. Before you start accusing us of becoming cannibals or sharks or whatever it is you're trying to say, I think we need to find out if what we ate was actually human. Oh, shit. That's what we've been doing. I ate a monkey, dude. Charlie, you don't understand me. I think we need to try a piece of human flesh. Oh, God. Just to make sure. That's the only way. Right? Okay, how are we going to do this? The morgue. Hear me out. It's a dead body. Sold. You don't even have to tell me, man. That's, oh that's where God. you find dead it's bodies. It's a great idea, Perfect. right? We'll have a tiny little bit. Then we'll know. We'll be off the hook. We'll know for sure. I got a hot plate. I'm gonna get some beers. And just saying that out loud makes this entire first episode just seem made up, which it is. It was made up. Yeah. But like, I oh my God. I true story. Oh my God. <laughs> well, most dangerous <laughs> game is uh, fiction, so it's yeah. based on a fiction story. Uh. But um. Yeah, Cricket's here in this episode. He's getting hunted. Uh, is it racist to not eat your own skin type? All this and more. We're going to get into it here. Let's let's talk about it. What what do you guys think of Mac and Dennis Manhunters? First episode of season four. Uh, first off, I'm surprised that Frank hunts. That's like the first point. that I was He's like Rambo. He's, well, know. he is Rambo, according to him and the gang. <laughs> I don't know. I also still have that vibe kind of where like he says he hunts, but like. I don't know that he does. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like he might just buy the meat and or he goes hunting, but like, I feel like he's not killing anything. Like the I people he was with might on, have. Well, you just think I he's think, a bad shot? Yeah. I think, I think he, it depends on the, the type of hunting that we're talking about. So like regular uh, hunting, like in America, it takes a lot of patience. You're kind of just sitting there for a really long time. I don't know if any member of the gang could sustain that. But if it's like one of those fake hunts that like you'll see people pay a million dollars to kill an extinct rhino or to extinct a rhino, people pay a million dollars to extinct a rhino where you're like, I don't know, you see these people in a car on a safari and they're like chasing down the rhino or something like that. I think it's a different type of hunting. They have this this kind of hunting where you they put you up in a helicopter and you have a machine gun and you take out like like flocks of pigs, like wild pigs. Um, in parts of the world, 40 I swear. to 50 feral hogs. Yeah, seriously, you just like. Um, but I agree with you. I think, yeah, I don't. I don't know if Frank would be hunting. I don't know if he has the patience. No one know. in the gang could sustain like <laughs> tracking a <Yeah>. deer. <laughs> they don't have the patience. <laughs> no, they don't have the patience. But Frank has the money to do big game hunting. But he was hunting deer. But yeah, so that's not big game hunting though. Yeah, I don't want to flash forward to an episode. Or, is that big game? I'm thinking trophy hunting. He has the money to go trophy hunting. That's the word I'm thinking of. Sorry. Obviously, I don't go hunting. Yeah. Um, I don't want to flash too far like into the show, but there is a point in the series where they do go out into the wilderness and they have to find food and they just can't find the food. Fr but Frank <laughs> eats the crow. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's able to get a hold of one. That's so true. maybe he does hunt. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, it was just a dead crow, but anyways. He's <laughs> he's obviously hunting some meats because uh, Charlie and D are, are snacking on a lunch. It starts here on 1.30 on a Wednesday this episode, so they're enjoying their lunch of random meats that, that Frank has procured. So he must be hunting them somewhere. But uh, Dish of the Day, you mentioned there that um, uh, people pay a million dollars to extinct rhinos? What? Is that a thing, yeah. or are you just referring to trophy hunting? Because I'm, there are sections re- of trophy hunting where you go to help even out the food web in African savannas. Like There are people that do trophy hunting for conservation where you pay mass amounts of money, but they say you can only kill one, and it's like the one that can be killed like that year because they just have one too many in the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, that's a new thing, though. That's a new thing in response to poachers and people paying money to extinct rhinos. I mean, you know, you got to look at it. There's two sides to every story, okay? You're the person that made a, uh, a breed or species of animal. You removed it from the planet. That's a lot of power. Right. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm I, just saying, a lot I, of power. I can imagine, like, there's the scientist making, like, two like, like a liger they made a combined tiger and a lion and they released it to the wild like okay fuck we fucked up we need something to go and we take this thing those out. things Kill are it. like we have to go take this thing out have you ever seen a, like how liger acts in person it is just you know how no. like some dogs are so deformed now that they can't even like pugs or like yeah. english bulldogs are so deformed they can't even yeah function that's how ligers are they're too heavy for their own bodies they're just just abominations that we've released oh. onto that we have screwed up so many animals like I learned a sad fact that I'm going to put on you guys right now. You no. Did you know that when we, I, people still probably, because people are terrible, but when people were doing experiments on dogs, the preferred dog was the beagle because it was the most forgiving to human beings. No. So you could like punch a beagle and like two minutes later, it'll forget what even happened and come right back up to you. So you could do some, they picked beagles specifically because. That is uh, so demented, but so. Horrific. But so brilliant. We are though. awful. We, humans, terrible. Terrible yeah. creatures. Uh, <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> we should hunt each other? So we should hunt each other, and I'm saying Mac and Dennis hunting. have a point this episode. <laughs> you don't hunt. You don't hunt man. What's the strangest <laughs> meat that you guys have eaten? Nothing. <laughs> I don't eat weird shit. I've eaten some crocodile. Um, bison. I think I mentioned yeah. weird. I that's, that's, that's not that's I've had bison before. I was, was going to say bison that's burger. That's not that strange. Some venison jerky. I've had venison jerky like when like my uncle is hunting like he actually hunts and he'll make mm. y'all ever uh you ever eat dolphin no, no. neither have i no <laughs> okay those are too close so, to I, think I, I think i mentioned this before in a previous episode but i was in italy and this guy was really plugging horse meat he was saying how it was great for you and it was super healthy and i was like okay he already bought it so i i ate some of it whatever it was a sausage it didn't taste any different and then uh a couple of years later i was talking to an italian guy and i'm like have you ever eaten horse and he was like yeah man horse is great go to sardinia which is an island off the coast of italy they have the best horse they like make it so good there they'll prepare it so well and i'm like oh shit this whole country is just people eating horse <laughs> that was a one-off, was a one-off guy. It's horses it's all the way no. down. Oh lord. Uh, <laughs> um, so um, Mac, uh, where were we? Mac and Dennis uh, decide that they're gonna they're gonna manhunt, and they decide specifically that they're gonna manhunt cricket. Uh, can, can I rewind one second? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, this kind of might tie back into like our conspiracy episode, not the conspiracies, but the. Like the fan theories. Fan theories. There you go. Uh, were Charlie and D ever on like a date in this situation, or were there just happened to be flowers? Do they happen to just like be eating out together all the time, or like no, the flowers was the only like weird one to me. I like and to then, think like, that she was they like were... very complimenting on his like how he was cooking it, how good it was, and like they are very friendly, but like. Just, just, to, just to open up that fan theory again, like was that? I think they just kind of maybe felt like they were fancy, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they just threw up some flowers. It's totally like, possible oh, that, that they could have been yeah, like no, on sure. a friend date or something. <laughs> I didn't think it was like a date necessarily, but I just it crossed my mind. When you guys it trying came to go up, on so a friend date to, after this? No, <laughs> no, good. I have a barbecue that I need to go to anyway, so I don't want to go on a oh, friend date with you. Oh, what are you barbecuing? You. Raccoon? Raccoon? <laughs> ah, damn it! Yeah, uh, human meat. Um, <laughs> so uh, 
the the insanity almost instantly begin or begins with them though when Frank reveals to them that they're eating human meat. <laughs> And, and that's one of my favorite parts of this episode. I think uh, Charlie and Dee really kind of steal this episode yeah. with um, almost every single scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally lost my note. Um, so then they go to Chinatown for strange meat. Uh, <laughs> they have monkey. Yeah, they have they have <laughs> monkey, which... You okay, Donnie? Yeah, I don't know. I just got a tickle in my throat. Okay. okay. You know, they ate monkey in Temple of Doom. Them. Yeah, monkey brains. I think that's the only way that could have been like a little more racist is if they asked specifically for monkey brains. Oh god. Because I feel like you know wanting one to eat the meat of a monkey, you know maybe it's not my thing, but you know maybe that's someone else's thing. But I feel like eating the brain entirely is is a different different thing, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it if I was presented. No, I wouldn't. Welcome ever. back to the Exotic Meats Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a uh, beef tongue. That's not really exotic, but that's, that's like, pretty exotic. Uh-huh. It's borderline uh-huh. exotic. Yeah. I guess beef tongue. Beef tongue's kind of close Normal. to like eating the meat, though. Yeah. It's, it's a muscle. Your tongue is your muscle. I would say eating a tongue is very different than eating, like, I don't know. So what you're saying like is you tongue a cow? Something. No. I'll How about pass. you, Adam? <laughs> no, oh, thank pass. you. No, thank you. Um, can we go back back to Mac and Dennis then? Yes. Mac and is. Dennis manhunting. So they're going to manhunt Cricket, right? Yes. And uh, I love that Cricket is immediately back from the last episode. Right. Um, because he supplies some of the best laughs this episode. Uh, we find out that Cricket is a free runner. Yeah. Like, despite the oh, fact parkour. he's using a cane, he does parkour. Yeah, he is a bum leg, but he can he can fly up a, a, a dumpster and scale a wall. No, his legs are fixed. That's what they say at the beginning. They look at his legs and they're like, oh, they're, they're fixed. <laughs> when in doubt, just just say it's fixed. When in doubt, just write it in. Oh, he's good. He can walk again. Even though, like, when you think about like what happened to his legs, like, there's no way that he'd be re- rehabilitated that quickly. I call BS on it. Or as Charlie would say in this episode, I call bullshit. <laughs> um, I found a lot of quotes this episode, and we're gonna get to this later. But like, I feel like the dialogue in this episode is a lot. Uh, stronger and knowing that two of the writers are on BoJack Horseman, which supplies like just a barrage of lines on some of those episodes. Um, I feel like that's like very, very common between this episode and this series that these writers have worked on. Well, uh, I don't know if anyone else got that note or I don't remember if you guys have watched BoJack Horseman as well. Mm-hmm. But again, it's one of these situations where you can see the the influence that Jordan and Elijah have on the writing room in this episode. Yeah. In a way. Sure. I the more that I think about it, because you said that one of them worked on or we saw that one of them worked on drawn together. I see similar like parts of this episode uh in common with that show as well, the irreverency of it. Um like the fact that like two of the main characters are going off on a side quest to find human meat. Mm-hmm. Um it's very I wasn't a big fan of um, uh, BoJack Horseman. It felt too like dark for me. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, uh, drawn together, I feel like was more cartoonish and irrelevant. And I feel like this episode is kind of cartoonish in in its own way. With like, it's crick- a very irreverent episode. Yeah. you can see where it's uh, yeah. influences. Cricket, like a, an obvious an obvious body devil takes Cricket's form and he runs up the the wall. It's very funny. That yeah. Uh, <laughs> anytime the way that. Grand Central, like this is, I think, the first time that we see uh, something really ridiculous happening while the the theme Grand Central plays. And if you don't know what that is, yes. I'll play that at the beginning of part two here for you guys. But anytime Grand Central plays, you know some crazy yes. stuff's going down. I wrote that in my notes. I said any ep- episode that uses that music they use when chasing people like, or whatever uh, I, i'm pretty sure it's like, the same music yeah. when charlie is biting santa's neck when he tears yes. his jugular yes. in the christmas special um can you play it for the fans yeah yeah, yeah. Like, part two is going to be introed okay. with grand central so that way you guys know uh what it is even though you, if you're a you, big fan of sunny you probably know what we're talking yeah. about honestly it's just like the biggest crescendo of ridiculousness and that's another one of the things about i love i uh, love about this show is just uh the contrast of the music yet it goes so well like with 
with the the ludicrousy of what's going on, you would never guess orchestral music would go with that. But here we are using royalty free music uh, almost two decades later to soundtrack this this TV show. Um, what what was the reference to the hunger and and Jaws four? I've only seen Jaws one. I haven't seen any Jaws. I've seen ne- no Jaws. I think I, Char- Charlie just my, likes sharks. My mom was when I was a kid was like, "You need to watch Jaws. It's like a classic movie." And I was like, "Okay, I watched it." And um, then she was like, "Did you like it?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, it was whatever. It wasn't as scary as you told me it was going to be." And then I was like, should I watch Jaws 2 through 8 or however many they have? And then she was like, absolutely not. Only watch the first one. So I've never seen any of the other ones. It's just not good. It's you know just, what's a better shark movie than Jaws? The Meg? The Sharknados. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Sharknados. The Me- yeah. Meg was terrible. Yeah. It's all bad. Michael Caine was in Jaws 4. Michael Caine. Oh, Michael Caine. Uh, yeah. No, I just... <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I know I get Charlie probably referenced it because the movie's from 1987, so he probably has some relation in his childhood to watching it, maybe. Or is it like the hunger to just keep making Jaws movies? I, I don't get it. Is there something I'm missing? Because I'm not going to watch this, this I trash think, film. I think, I don't remember the specific line, but I think it's just one of those, like, the stereotypes of, like, the hunger of a shark, like, just devouring and eating everything. and yeah, Terrible. Terrible. Is yeah. there is there any proof that once you taste human flesh, you can never go back? That seems to be a trope. Uh, I mean, if you're a cannibal, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's like a cannibal movie type thing, but it might be true. You know, if it's your thing, you're going to make it your thing, you know, like you're either going to do it every day or make a podcast about it. And uh, I don't think a cannibal is going to make a podcast, you know, unless you're Adam. What? What? <laughs> Uh, one off character in this episode that I thought was really phenomenal while we're, while we're on the eating human meat, when, Den- uh, when, uh, D and Charlie go to the morgue and the clerk, uh, I love that. Yeah, he's just he way too good. happy to help him. Yeah. And he even he gets really like good. one of the best lines in this episode too, where he says like, no judgments. I like yogurt in my ass and yeah. a popsicle stick in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really catches me off guard. And it got me thinking about these one-off characters that the gang runs into because sometimes the people that they meet along the way are just as strange as them. Like, you know, like that guy, the uh, when we review Who Pooped the Bed, the dude that examines the the feces, yeah. uh, Roxy the hooker. like <laughs> they, they, Uncle man, Jack. Uncle Jack even. Well, he's related to Charlie, so, you know, there's the, some genetic. Pondy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's recurring, but I'm talking yeah. like these like just like not even side characters what would basically be npcs yeah. in any other format or just background civilians like the guy who stabs d at the carnival or yeah. other waitress i mean people are just as strange as them they yeah. just happen to be more aware and so i think that's that's a good representation here with uh the the morgue clerk i love that scene i think that he's so it's it's a very throwaway character like mm-hmm. Easy to miss, easy to forget, but when you see him, it's kind of funny. You always, you always kind of like it. Like whenever he says that yogurt line, it always like throws, like slaps you in the face. Like, what did he just say? Excuse me. What? <laughs> that show was funny. What? It's that the, line. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Dun, the Dunlap prototype. Not in terms of strain, strangeness, because Dunlap, Mark Dunlap, isn't really that strange. But in terms of these, like, all he has is like three lines, so three or four lines in a, on a script, and they just. Boom! Just deliver it with he, uh, with great emphasis. He just owns them, and yeah. uh, you know what's that? What's that saying? No, no small parts, only small actors. <laughs> this guy proves it. Yeah. He's like, I only got three lines, but I'm gonna make him the best damn three lines of this episode is seen. And, Respect. Uh, yeah, I, I I looked up a recent photo of him, and this is meant to be no burn to him, but. He does look like like the kind of guy that would like yogurt up his. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You would uh, know. <laughs> what what what'd you guys think <laughs> of the dynamic between Mac and and Dennis this episode? Because I I got some like this once di- dives into our fan theories again. Almost is like, are they gay? Are they whatever? Like, are they just like best 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 friends? Like he was he was Dude, his nipples pranks. for way too fucking it's long, all bro. The pranks. the pranks were funny. That's all. Oh, 
Teabagging, I don't I, know. <laughs> if you glue, if you glue your pubes to someone's face, that's like jackass. That's cool. as fucked up pranked as it gets. Oh, but like, gross. I'm talking about him like rubbing his nipples for like four and a half minutes straight. Mm-hmm. Four and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was an excessive. That was a, a, a uh, exaggeration. If you're rubbing my nipples for four and a half minutes, uh, uh, introduce me to your mother. I don't know. Your mother. <laughs> your mother. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Mac was like. He was like, yo, feel my nipple. Or Dennis was like, feel my nipples. And like, instead of being like, oh, wow, those are hard. That's crazy. He was just like, <laughs> he just keeps going. Minutes. Yeah, like, I don't know. It just opens up little little questions. But. Uh, I, it got me thinking, you know, between the four of us, if we all had to manhunt each other, who would be, who would, who would be the Rambo? Who would come out victorious? Adam? Yeah. Adam, you really know. think? I'm fast. Dude, you'd I'm have agile. to stop to check your insulin and we'd... <laughs> Get you. <laughs> you, mean my, you mean my blood God sugar? Damn it! I knew he was gonna fucking go there. Oh, that's shit. wild. Oh fuck! The JDRF is gonna be like fucking. Nobody listens to this podcast. I'd, I'd laugh. Oh, I'd no. laugh, but what you said makes no sense. You'd have to check my insulin. You mean my blood sugar? Oh shit! You mean you'd, you'd, you'd stop? Let me let me like yeah. re reword it there. You'd stop to check your blood sugar, and then we'd get you. No, stop I, to stab you. Sorry, yourself if I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna you. offend you. Oh, no, I may I'd as well pretend offend you factually. No, I'd pretend like I'm. Oh, I'm dying. I'm I'm my, I'm low. You guys gotta come pick me up, and I'd stab all you. When Why you, the when fuck we can't help you? This is a Why? hunt. Yeah, if I saw Why you going into your diabetic coma, I'd be like, ah, he hunted himself. I'm playing. <laughs> on your, I'm playing on your emotions, your empathy. You got the wrong guys. I'm gonna set a trap. <laughs> Not in that contest. I'm gonna set a Not trap. No, uh, I'd win. You got I'd the win. Wrong set of sociopaths. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, three man, of us would team really up. Really, is the most dangerous game. <laughs> we, Although I guess possums could play on your empathy, right? They play dead. Like, oh, it's a little dead possum. I'm gonna leave him alone. And then boom, rabies. And then bam. Rabies. So like Adam would just like he'd play dead, and then we'd be like, "Oh no, Adam!" And then we walk up, and boom, rabies. <laughs> Something I'm, like that. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, at least we're not going to teabag you or gorilla mask you, because because that'd be terrible. And you you got to what what's got to be wrong with you to 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 put your testicles into a device that could possibly clamp down. In, in any moment without warning. Terrifying. Terrifying concept. That's what you do it when he's sleeping. I grind my teeth while I sleep. Oh, oh no! <laughs> That's oh, what no. I'm saying. Like, you, you come at me at the wrong time and you, you, it's gone. You're gone. You're about to eat my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just totally unintentionally. Jesus. I wake up confused. You're screaming. It's all bad. Oh, I'm about to puke. That's disgusting. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Um, But if you had to manhunt any celebrity, who do you guys think you could take down? If you had to like pick one celebrity to manhunt, Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner was a runner. You're screwed. She's she's an uh, Olympic athlete. Yeah, she's just Um, running away from you. Uh, I think I could take down. I think I could take down H. John Benjamin. I was thinking Gene Hackman because he's he's like ninety. You're gonna go after him. Obviously, he's got a lot of money from the game. The gang finds a dumpster baby. Which one? The baby from the gang finds a dumpster baby. So you go with the media oldest person you could think of. You're not getting your their money answer, afterwards, by the way. I'll find it. And the dish of the day down. goes for a baby. I was thinking H. John Benjamin. I don't know he's, he's a bit... Uh, Fuck uh, you. He's a treasure. Archer. Yeah, but he just doesn't seem like he could run very uh, far. And he's a national treasure, but I'm just saying, I think I could take right. him down. He's Neil the Br- Arby's spokesperson. Neil Brennan seems kind of wiry. Yeah, now he's Arby's spokesperson. So you definitely can't run. Now he's got a... <laughs> Uh, Neil Brennan's kind of wiry. I think I could take him down. I'd take down Ralphie May. Neil Brennan, the Ralphie May. Neil yeah. Brennan, the guy who, like the Chappelle Show. Yeah, writer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I get possibly Rory Scovel on a good day. John Mulaney. <laughs> yeah, you could take him you just, down. For you just, sure. I don't know, man. He's cocaine. on cocaine and he's, he's just. Co- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, a bag of, of, of snow of nose clams or a paper that says you don't have to pay alimony now. <laughs> Oof, Ooh, it's just divorced. a picture of Olivia yeah. Munn. Like, ugh, <laughs> uh, this. I'm, now I'm sad. Why? Because they're divorcing. Um, John Mulaney will stop idolizing. He wasn't married to her. He's going. He's dating Olivia Munn. <laughs> He's well, gonna you be just want to see people win sometimes. He's gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Don't yeah, worry. Win. Literally, like, yeah, you, he'll be fine. Uh, any cast member of Friends. I watched the Friends reunion yeah, against my will, and <laughs> yeah, all of them, <laughs> all of them look so bad. 
<laughs> None of them look good. None of them. Even Jennifer Aniston. I'll say it. No, she looked good. I didn't watch it, but I saw the promos. She always looks good. They all just like they all have enough botulism in their faces to probably kill a small town. What is botulism? It's what Botox is. It's yeah, it's the toxin in Botox. I thought botulism I feel, was like a disease. It know? is. It's a concentrated it form of it. It's a oh. minor amount of it. So instead of giving you enough where it, it freaking kills you, they just give you enough so it tightens your skin and gets rid of wrinkles. Oh. And oh my God, do they have an excess of it in their faces. It's terrible. Uh, but we'll visit that back when uh, when uh, Sweet D has a heart attack and they're injecting stuff into each other's faces later in this season. When we come back, we are going to continue this argument and put our uh, feelings on a scale of 1 to 10 and uh, mishmash it together, hunt down our score, and uh, see what we can get. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome back to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Brayden and Adam and Donnie and the Dish of the Day all sitting around here today talking about Season 4, Episode 1, Mac and Dennis, Man Hunters. we got an interesting episode review so far. Um, we're going to get into it here. We're going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10. But before we do that, hit subscribe wherever you're listening. We appreciate it so much. Get notified when new episodes come out. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlwaysSunnyPod. If you want all the relevant links for us, go to solo.to slash rumham for all the links to listen, our social medias, the merch store, and more. Uh, yeah. Let's do this. Let's uh, throw our arguments on a scale, 1 to 10. We got five categories that we're talking about here today. We got the story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card for you, for which you can give up to 10 points for each for a total of 200 points between the four of us. And we'll worry about the math on our end. You just sit back, relax, and uh, listen to us hunt down our score here. So uh, we're going to start it out with the story of this episode. We're going to start with the story of Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, put it on scale 1 to 10. Let me, let me hear it, guys. What'd you think? I don't want to start out here because I think I might've given too much credit, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it so far for me. You know, I didn't love the cold open and that's important for me when it comes to the story. Um, although I do at the end of the episode, I like the entire premise of the episode. Like just the fact that, um, Frank thinks he can trick D and Charlie into thinking that they ate human meat. I think is an excellent premise. And they executed it pretty good in this episode. Um, and for that, I'm, I'm giving this uh, a 7 for the story. Not great. I could be knocked down to a 6.5 or a 6 even. I don't know. I didn't love it. I thought they executed it well. It was a good premise. Um, but it didn't start out excellent. Ended think, great. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think this is one of those, like, two, possibly three. Like, I would say two storylines. Obviously, Mac and Dennis and then Dean and Charlie. And then I would arguably say that, like, Frank isn't his own storyline, but Frank plays into both and is kind of like his own situation yeah. type thing. So, mm -hmm. like, I gave that a little bit of extra credit. And then the cold open was actually decent. I don't think it was amazing, but I also gave it a seven mm. for all those reasons. Oh, I, I liked the cold open. What did you think, Disha, today? I gave it a 6.5 for all the reasons pretty much everyone said before. Um, I didn't think that it... it the story was too interesting. I didn't like the cold open. I thought that it, um, I didn't think it was that good. I didn't think it was, you know, funny or, or catching. Um, and I think that just the stories, they just sometimes, uh, in story writing for episodes, and this isn't unique. It's always sunny. The story kind of just happens and you, you know, you feel like you're, um, just watching things happen as opposed to, actively participating and I don't know I wasn't such a huge fan 6.5 all right I definitely gave too much credit so I <laughs> I 
uh, went into this episode uh, not expecting to give a very high score because I didn't think it was that memorable. But but after watching this episode, I don't know if I'm just in a good mood because it's Monday and I'm supposed to be at work, but instead I was watching Sunny. I, I went to go give a way too high of a score, so I'm going to go go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I feel like an 8 is pretty fair because I like this plot because you can tell where it's taking inspiration from other work, like Most Dangerous Game um, and and other kind of tropes of about cannibalism, as weird as that is to say. But this is a very unique and irreverent sunny plot. Like, you know, name another network television show that is going to have a, a plot really any any type unique like this, where the main uh, where the main struggle is whether or not the two main characters have eaten human meat or not. You know, it's it's very unique to Sunny. I think this is a very unique plot for this show. So in that sense, I wanted to give it a ten out of ten, just out out of that pure concept where. Um, where it, it it's its own thing. Uh, I'm going in circles at this point, but you know, for all the reasons you guys gave, you know, maybe it was a bit boring. The cold open did fall a little flat. I'll, I'll go down uh, to an eight. I'll go from a nine to an eight uh, for story. So what was it? Six point five, sevens, seven, and eight. eight. I'm giving you minus seven. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm kind getting, of close. Yeah, and I I, I want to. Say I'm giving mine a seven because I like how it ends too. They all meet up in the apartment. Yeah, and yeah. then it's it just a good the, ending. It's they put a, really a good sunny ending. twist on it. They put yeah. they like you know they almost acknowledge their ridiculousness in ways. It felt like a play the way that it ended because they all enter the room one by one a little bit by their groups and then they leave and then they one. leave and then when you see them like leave and run out the door, you can see them like kind of like, jogging behind each other like as they're exiting the stage and like clearly. If they wanted to kill him, they'd catch him because he's right there. But they're kind of like fake running away from each other, and you can see him behind the door. And I think I, I, I don't know. It's cool to watch. Did uh-huh. they actually teabag cricket at the end? Because like I thought yeah, that was like a not? when. I when think that's what's implied. Yeah, but I thought that was like a when they're sleeping type thing. How are you gonna just like forcefully shove your? Nuts I think that's more. Mouth? No, I that's when they were Dennis. I think that's more Dennis's. Uh, and I was gonna get that when we got to characters here. I think Dennis is more on the track of. Uh, doing that when someone is sleeping and or, Mac. or just that in general, like Mac wants the gorilla right. mask. But it, how do you like, does Cricket just say, fine, I'll let Dennis you do it. They De- overpower him. Dennis is, it's in Dennis's character for power. Yeah. One of them holds him down. It's that's not, why, that's he, because Cricket, mouth Cricket when he says, like, bro, I'll bite your nuts off. Like you said, like, why would you like, why would you just I, let I'm that I'm not happen? saying it's a smart move. I'm yeah. not saying anyone that would do this is a smart human being. It's clearly, so, so Cricket just lets it happen. Essentially, no, because I'm, he would just, I think that they are. We are you really going to make me go down the logistics of this? I'm trying to say the yes, mentality. Are they literally holding their yes, yeah, holding his probably. He that's probably want, how it works. He doesn't want this to happen to him. He. You were just talking about how hard, we we're talking but. about this in part one. Made you want to throw up, and we're going right back to it. I'm saying Dennis has a power complex where he feels that that is more powerful when they catch cricket. Right. To teabag him as opposed to a gorilla mask. Sure, the gorilla mask is probably funnier, and he gives it. That credit. I'm not comparing it to the grill. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to get in the head work. of the character. I'm, just I'm realistic. I don't think like cricket. No, like, it's not it going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Right. That's all I'm saying. Is like, but they're implying that it probably happened or they at least tried. And I'm saying I don't think it could have. It's it's not a smart move. I'm not. I'm saying anyone. I'm not even arguing that. I'm just saying like, the logistics of like this. Like, could it? Did it happen? No, I don't think it did actually happen. I think they could have tried, but I don't know. I don't think it did. That's the point. Just bite and rip. Basically, yeah. I don't know. Gross. Dracula don't suck, he's scraping lick. Whoa, what? <laughs> I have we, no idea what you just said, but yeah. we should move on. Yeah, can we get into the characters? Uh, I think we kind of just did there, kind of. But, uh, yeah, what what'd you guys think of them this, this episode? We got some one-offs. We got Cricket showing up. Uh, I think everyone was kind of on their game this episode. Like I said, I think uh, D and Charlie really uh, have no bad scenes this episode they really kind of take it every episode what do you what'd you guys think the one issue i found was when they're in the deer stalking box in the middle of the street um and dennis says teabag him mac almost kind of recoils as if what dennis is saying is like too gay i thought that that was off unless oh. it's not till way later that they um 
start subliminally adding that Mac might be gay. But we've already said. Are you saying it's, it wasn't like intentional that they were writing that in? Uh, I don't know. I don't know whether they were or weren't. But if we're going with the idea that Mac's always been this way, then this is uh, sort of disproof to that. Other than that, I thought all the characters were spot on in terms of who they were and who they were supposed to be. Um, they obviously weren't, Mac and Dennis weren't extra of themselves. Dennis never goes on a whole rant, a whole mm-hmm. crazy rant about, uh, you know, how he's the best hunter or something. So uh, I gave it a seven. Yeah, I thought all the characters were like, I mean, they were they themselves. I don't want to say they weren't themselves, but they were, I don't think any character was like over the top. I don't think any character was really just like, oh, wow, I love this. I love that about them. I just thought they were all very average. So I gave it a five. Um, I gave it an eight. Hmm. Um, I originally gave it a seven, but then I remembered I really love Frank as Rambo, and I like him wa- walking around. Um, I you like, like him walking around. I like yeah. I, 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 <laughs> what is that? I like like, I, like stalking cricket. What does that mean? Walking around, walking around, thinking that he like in his life he thinks that his life is Rambo's life. I just love that concept. I don't know why. He kind of, I don't know. Is, is <laughs> he he prove it kind of when he puts gets, on, a, gets a hold of cricket uh, and, he, and he's dressed like Rambo? Is that what that is? I don't know. Regardless, I think that he's a good puppet master. This episode, that's Frank at his best. He's out here teaching lessons. Yeah. Um. D and throwing down life lessons. D and Charlie. I I like it when they're together in an, in an episode when they have their their plot line, their own story. Mm-hmm. Um. I like you know. Um, D was literally attacking the sandwich like a bird. Yeah, she was pecking at it. Like I a bird. Like that. Yeah, they're really starting to lean in into it. Yeah, um, I put that in humor because of the cut. The reason, like a giant bird. Yeah, the reason I I didn't give like a full ten for the characters. I mean, because Mac and um, uh, Mac and Dennis, I didn't love this episode. They kind of took took the sideline for me compared to Charlie and D. So for that, I gave it an eight. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going highest here. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. I think uh, Dennis is a disgusting psychopath, and as we just talked about a couple minutes ago, you can kind of see like his power complex in his head. I agree, but I I don't think any more so than Mac is this episode too. And Mac, my problem with Mac, and uh, I took away a point for this was just because Mac kind of seems like a second Dennis in this episode. Like, very couple they seem like two in a pair. And it's not like it's bad, because if I didn't like it, I'd give him no points. I'd take away another point, probably. But uh, I think Max still gets uh, a lot of good points in this episode. He kind of uh, plays the straight man a little bit with Dennis sometimes. Sometimes he's not. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's an interesting dynamic. But then you also got Charlie and D, which, you know, I don't need to say again. We'll get to it when we get to quotes. I think they had the most this episode. Uh, Frank throwing down life left lessons, cracking eggs of knowledge, pretending he's Rambo, what's not to love. And I gave a bonus point for uh, the one-off character, the clerk at the morgue and uh, Cricket. And Cricket's yeah. body double, technically, if, we, <laughs> if we're getting into that. But, um, Is it a body double? Nine, nine out of ten. Hornsby didn't do it himself? I could see him doing it himself. He is a athletic man, maybe. He looks like he works out. So, nine out of ten? <laughs> Five. Eight. That's good. Seven. So, we're kind of we're kind of everywhere. Five, five to nine. Opposite of a nine to five. Uh, <laughs> quotes. I, I've sunk my quote score for the past however many episodes. So, it was very refreshing in this one to say I'm giving a nine. Whoa. Uh, yeah, nine. another wow. nine. I found like wow. a solid, like damn near twenty quotes that, like, I just right from the beginning. You know, someone who sweats as much as you shouldn't cook. That's right in the cold open. That just, I don't know. That one, that one got to me, and uh, I've, I feel like I've used some sort of variation of that, where uh, I like to make fun of my brother, and mm. uh, I'm not gonna make fun of him here right now. I won't say what I normally say to him. Uh, Adam, what do you think? <laughs> Um, quotes, I kind of gave it, um, an average five. Um, I found a few quotes, but they mostly related to, they were mostly like connected to the humor of the episode. So I, I didn't know. Um, one quote that I loved was, um, 
the way that Mac, I think it was Mac, he says, we are going to hunt you cricket. The way he says that, he delivers we that line. are going to hunt you cricket. cricket. Yeah. Cricket. Uh, um, is that character? Is that quote? I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's both. Um, it's the I'm, overall humor. I might have put that in humor, but um, how about, like, we got monkey. That was a good throwaway line. Yeah. Don't. The... the the delivery of that one too. Yeah. It's the comedic timing on that one. It's just the spacing. How about this one? Don't Monkeys bring these are nature's humans. Don't what? <laughs> How about this one? Don't bring me down. Not when my lips are like this. That's a good line. Where? My nips. line. Who? Um, what was that from? Not when my nips are like this. My nips. My nips. Oh my. Oh, my, that's yeah, why I didn't yeah. get it. My yeah. my phone auto corrected to lips, and I'm I like, was Whoa. like, why aren't they talking about their lips? Oh, like, yeah. don't let me down. Not and, when, yeah, when like Dennis's this. nips are hard, he's like, don't bring me down. <laughs> and um, when D when they're in the morgue and D is like, well, shit, Charlie. Now it is. I use that line or a similar template. All the time. Well, shit, that's now a, it is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the a very quote. common phrase. L- like I said, I, I didn't find that many quotes. You put a nine here, so of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I wrote down every other line in uh, that scene except like that one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this scene, I think this episode's notable because uh, it has our first quote that is sing song sharing. It's a rule now. And I kind of laughed at that one yeah. a bit. The Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes. I, I laughed. Yeah. That one was funny, but that one definitely loses also, value over the, time. The like, fi- screw you, man. The, the final. <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah, saying, like, I, I laughed at it. I just, I don't laugh the at that final, anymore. The final quote that I found was, I used airplane glue. That's going to be you look for a while. And that's about it. I didn't find that many quotes. Like What? There's like, so many good ones. Yeah, that, when you give a nine, when you when you, when you you write every other line You're just not episode, writing funny ones. I'll say it, Adam. Like, all the ones you wrote down for this one. The like, first one you gave us, none of us laughed I, at. I, I do laser down there. I'm like a turtle down there. Like, come on, man. I do have that one. I do have that one. I gave <laughs> it a good. six. I didn't think that were there were very many quotes. Um I think uh, I didn't. I hope I didn't write down any ones that are just like regular turns of phrase. Like, hi, Charlie, how are you? Oh, fuck, that's hilarious. That's a good quote right there. Classic <laughs> comedy. Um, fascist meat hog. That's definitely that's a that's, that's fascist meat hog. Using uh, succulent. I don't really watch these dumb kitchen shows where they I don't eat yeah. food and talk about the food. Do they ever use succulent to describe the meat? I don't know. I don't think um, so. It's <laughs> it's they're normally like commenting like I wish I had more acidity in it or I wish there was something I respect I respect your opinion. Uh, but I made it my so, decision. Uh, but I made a thing. That's the complete opposite of respecting my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, "Oh, um, don't I know it?" Yeah, I wrote don't that. Don't I know it? Don't I know it? <laughs> yeah, he's just something like he's not against it at all. He's like, "Yep, that's what I'm doing. I don't care." Back to <laughs> that morgue back to that morgue scene where Adam brought up the it, it is now line. Just literally every other line of that, I think it just gets better and better. Is it racist if we don't eat the black guy? If we don't eat the black guy? Oh, you know what it is? I don't like dark meat. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, that's not up to me. That's up to the suits in Washington. The suits and in Washington. She even says you one. lost me on that. Uh, we can't be cannibals. We can't be cannibals. That's okay. But we can't be cannibals and racist. That's not okay. Uh, like that entire block, that entire scene, I think deserves like at least two or three points. Like yeah, but alone, I, yeah, but that. I wouldn't put that in like quotes. I'd put that in humor. But what do like, you do me, when after, every line in an? What do you do when every line in a scene is funnier than the last? Is a funnier one line than Dennis, the last? After Dennis and Mac both prank each other, they're like, so Dennis has got the pubes on his face, and I guess Mac has the the pube the teabag ink in his mouth and he's like now we know that both the gorilla mask and the teabag are both viable options that's what they learned from that situation of them (laughs) pranking each other like that pranking i say in Um, air quotes of course um yogurt on my ass and popsicle stick in my mouth yeah that's a good line bring it back to that one when charlie and d are walking down the street and the lady walks by and d's like oh i want to eat that lady so bad i'm defending my nine i'm defending my nine uh and just the ultimate question that we got to ask this episode how do you catch a cricket with I'm a good. giant bird <laughs> Uh, cut right to Charlie calling her a giant bird. I I think it's just, it's a very quote rich episode. I don't know. I think I could have went a little bit higher, but I'm going to give it a six still. I mean, move mine up for you, Braden. I'll move mine up. And thank you. I guess it's, it's like that line when he says the morgue and she immediately says sold. 
I said, go higher. And the dish of the day said, sold. I'll move my, sold. I'm going to move mine down to a four. You son of a bitch. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did have that as my quote when she's like, hear me out. Uh, it's a morgue. And now I know that he's like, sold. It's called progress. Anyways, uh, that's, I had a fucking monkey D. <laughs> Come on, man. There's like, we're still just going here. We're throwing him out. No, like he said I had a donkey. A donkey? Yeah. What? I was using subtitles. It's, yeah. Oh, shut up. Yeah. You don't think it's suck. possible the subtitles could have been... The no. subtitles were wrong. He said this is donkey. Fucked up. We're going to dive down the deep hole. I think deaf people miss out on so much quality TV for how much subtitles fuck up. No, no, no. That's, I've what, read that's not what I mean. Before, and I've read subtitles before, Ooh. and I'm like, wow, this is not what they it, said. No. Like, I would miss out on value if like, I wasn't... No, you're right. Saying. But, like, you're right. Like, but the I seat- feel like deaf people can read lips better than just, what, than just look at it. Right, but if you're reading subtitles, I can't read lips while I read subtitles. No, like, they bought Monkey. They said, we got Monkey. They bought Monkey. And then the next scene, like, Charlie said, you made me eat Donkey. He no, he said, said I ate a fucking monkey, D. He says he monkey. He might have said donkey, too, but the the, yeah. the line that I'm talking about where he screams it, he says, I ate a fucking monkey, D. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they ate donkey, too, but. Uh, I, I had the subtitles on the DVD. It says monkey. I was on Hulu. I don't know. Okay, so whoever Hulu hired to fill out the subtitles for that episode. Some of them are auto-generated. A lot of stuff is auto-generated. Like, I've done... Oh, my God. The computers are taking over. Yeah. Oh, fuck. They're changing our lives. <laughs> oh, God. They're telling us that they're eating donkey instead of monkey. I don't know. Uh, I, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say on that situation. Right, Elon Musk. I mean, I that's a very lame there. example of it. But like, there are times where like it'll be like the opening scene, and like they'll the words will be completely off, and I'm like, wow, you would miss out if you were not listening and just reading subtitles. Well, Maybe so it's they, they, they need to, they need to try harder more. That's what I'm saying. They need to put in more effort for their deaf listeners. I mean, they're deaf. Well, it's it's not even stuff. like subtitle. I use subtitles because the problem with my ADHD that I have is that like sometimes like what I'm hearing and like what I'm processing, like doesn't like line up. And, uh, I forget the technical term for it, but it's like being just stupid. The only time I like the, the subtitles, like the subtitles help me like digest it better. Or like the only catch things better. The only time I use subtitles is when I'm with friends that don't shut the fuck up when we watch movies and TV. Mm. Cause then you can't hear and you're like, I need to know what the fuck's going on. You're just going to call me out like that. I mean, if you're one of those, I guess you you stepped right in those shoes. I didn't call anyone out. No, I'm just trying to do a self roast <laughs> right now. I'm just going for self deprecating. But it's almost with every show, and it's fair. Like even when a new Always Sunny episode comes out, when you watch it for the first time with friends, you miss those little quiet funniest lines because everyone's laughing or talking about the line before that. Like when I watch shows by myself and I don't laugh and I'm just watching them, that's when I catch the funniest one liner, like under their breath type lines and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam, I'm going to cancel you just uh, because uh, we lost Mina- uh Dish. Oh, what? Hold on. Hold on. I was like, I hear him talking, but not in my headphones. Are you oh, mad? there we are. Oh, there we go. Now we're back. Gang. Tapeworm in the blood. Uh, Adam, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cancel you. I opened up about my ADHD, and uh, and you went ahead and called me stupid. So I'll double down. Yeah, you make fun <laughs> I'll of double down. <laughs> uh, so uh, making fun of uh, mental on, health Adam. issues is uh, totally this. cancelable. And uh, the one time I tried not being sarcastic on this show, and uh, you did I got say you were going to kill him because you had an advantage over his diabetes. So triple down. Know. I'll allow it. Triple down. <laughs> 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 I'll just be like, look, Brayden, there's a, a small Adam. thing that'll distract you over here, and I'll stab you in the neck. Yeah, oh, it looks it's shiny. Yeah, it's <laughs> Wave the keys, Adam. Wave the keys. Look, serotonin. I'll be oh, like, oh. oh, God. Uh, <laughs> this show is satirical if you guys haven't figured out yet. I don't think any of us are being serious. Uh, let's move on to the overall humor. How much did this episode make you guys laugh? Uh, the cold seven open. Out of ten. Yeah, I got a seven, too. Yeah. Me and Tapeworm have a seven. This episode was pretty funny, but once again, I'm going to be ballsy, and I'm going to say that this podcast made me laugh more than the yes, episode did. did. So really? I'm going to I'm I'm really? stick with my six, yeah. I don't think I got that this episode. Uh, I, I got the opposite of NAFSTA. Uh, not as funny second time around. No, thank you. Still as funny second time around. Staffsa. I got okay, a Staffsa infection. I was, I was slowly trying to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyways, <laughs> I was slowly trying to come up with the acronym as I was going, because I do agree with that. Is Going into this episode, I did think that it was one of those episodes I skip over. I wasn't going to like. I was going to be harsh on it, but it was way better than I anticipated, like than I remember. <sighs> for me it's it's the cold open if the cold open doesn't really make me laugh too much then i'm gonna give it a, a lower score 
And I didn't laugh too much this episode in general. It but, all weighs on that cold open? Pardon? It all weighs on the cold open? No, no, not always. I'm just saying like... Just like front to back? Well, if the cold open doesn't really make me laugh too much, I'm not going to give it like higher than a seven really because i think the cold open is really important it's the hook of the episode speaking of dropping life lessons yeah. uh first impressions matter first impressions matter <laughs> first impressions do matter i guess <laughs> uh i don't know i i get i get wanting it to be funny uh front to back so yeah i'm not about to give it like a 10 out of 10 or anything um i think this episode is capable of ramping up as it goes. I found myself pausing it more and yeah. more to take more notes as it went on. Yes. Uh, actually, right up until the very end, where I think I lost interest. So I guess like mm -hmm. the first like minute and a half and last minute and a half, like you're saying, I I agree with aren't um aren't necessarily strong. The ending does just kind of feel like the ending of a play. Like we got to bring all the characters well, together like now, and they need to do this and. I liked it. I think I thought it was odd that Dennis and Mac, when they were looking for D, they went to Charlie's house. Did they know they they knew that they were together though? This episode, right? But they Is could that, have just as likely been at D's house. I guess maybe they checked D's house before that, but you wouldn't put that in the show. No, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was weird. <laughs> it's just it a suspect. scene where they walk in. They're yeah. like. Oh fuck! They're not here. Maybe they're no, Charlie's. She's not here. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> a princess is in another castle. A big theme of this yeah. show is just people barging into places where they shouldn't be. So I mean, you know, they like kick down the door. Yeah. So it just makes sense that they barge in to where they need to be at the right moment because it's a television show yeah. and this is all exactly. scripted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that, that's my point. It's a it's a forty minute long episode instead where they just have the fluff where it's just Frank waiting on the street for cricket yeah. for two yeah. minutes. It's just him. You just see a pile of garbage slowly going up and down because he's going. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, that was creepy, bro! You started making that noise and your dog licked my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is licking my hand right now?" Hey, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, that was sketchy. Um, Rambo. Have you guys seen Rambo? No. Has anyone seen it? No. Uh, again, only the first one. I'm just first one's good. Yeah. Funny, uh, you watch second movies? one's good too. No, I don't. I, I watch Always Sunny. You don't watch movies? No. He watches watch Always Sunny and How I Met Your Mother and uh, Entourage. Trailer Park Bros and Entourage. Yeah. Trailer Park Bros. <laughs> yeah, Trailer Park Bros. <laughs> <laughs> it's da, 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 it's a it's a mashup where Mario and Luigi are in a uh, Sunnyvale and. Uh, <laughs> and Waluigi's drunk all the time. Waluigi's oh, a drunk bastard. <laughs> we'll save that for our Trailer Park Boys podcast. Um, <laughs> the Trailer Park. Yeah, I'm not going to be ashamed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. I'm not going to be shamed into disliking this episode. Eight and a half for the overall humor. I'll say it. Uh, like I said, it kind of ramps up and then drops off uh, front and back. A um, little, little less interesting, but really just like, it's like an Oreo. That's stuff in the middle. Mm, that's the good shit. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I think this is one of those plots that you'll only see on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which this this entire season is pretty capable of at this point, but we'll get into that later this season. So, uh, yeah, eight and a half out of ten for the humor for me. I'm going to go ahead and use your Oreo analogy. Uh, it, it was the good shit in the middle, but this was not a double-stuffed or triple-stuffed Oreo. This was mega-stuffed. No, this was just a regular Oreo. Ugh, you loser. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to stick with my six. And one more time. Uh, I prefer the wafer cookie analogy, where it's all just kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I gave it a seven. I thought it was pretty funny. Just like Nilla wafers, they're pretty all right. Yeah, I love Nilla wafers, but I love all wafers too. too. But anyway, anyways, um, finally, I gave mine a seven for the overall overall humor. Yeah. Okay, so we're all yeah. we're all kind of in the same ballpark. I don't know. I was I was nines down the board almost this and in, going into this episode. Like I said, I just I thought it was forgettable, and then I watched it, and uh, I must just have been in a, in a in a good mood this morning when I went and made my scores because I just went super high with it. Mm. It's still I don't know not not outstanding episode I guess. Um, wild card. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Go for it, guys. Go for it. Go for it. Five gorilla masks out of ten. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, both, they're both just nodding at each other, waiting for the other one to go. I don't know. I don't know I'm refusing to go. Yeah, they're just nodding he, yeah, at each know. other. I'm I don't nervous. Know he nodded at me to go, so I just nodded back at him. Like, <laughs> do it. Anyways, uh, yeah, um, my scores were kind of harsh on the other categories because I gave most of my scores to the wild card. I got nine Rambos. Ooh. That's how many times nine I mentioned Rambo. How many times? So or is it because there's nine Rambo movies? No, probably no, no. no. It's like four. It, it feels like it. Um, they funny. just made a new one. Yeah, oh, I think so. yeah, I think so. I think he's right. Um, uh, I gave mine a nine. Um, overweight homeless young adults out of ten. Very <laughs> <laughs> young. I look very young to be homeless. <laughs> Because I like he, the episode. He did, and he looked very clean cut, too. Yeah. I got a lot of questions about new that. Homeless. Homeless. He's new homeless. He, new homeless. Yeah, probably uh, kicked out runway train, this never is, going back. This is the recession. Oh, he lost yeah, everything. Just He's new poor. Just yeah, He's new poor. your modern-day <laughs> kid who bought into Dogecoin at 70 cents and lost everything. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, I just bought a house. It's 2008, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's five Rambo movies. So yes. I guess I could go for five Rambo movies out of 10, but that's too close to Donnie. So I'm just going to go with Jaws 4 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Jaws 4 out of 10. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's put it together. We have sifted through the meat freezer and we have picked out the most succulent cuts for our scores and we have mashed them all together. And we uh, we got our score for the list of lists. But before we get to that, let's talk Internet Movie Database. Let's talk about what the fans think of this episode. Guys. Uh, 8.2. Why do you do that? <laughs> I literally... I just want to get my guests in there early. before. I'm not done explaining. <laughs> He wants to make so sure far, we don't steal his guess. So far, the fans have so far the fans have given an eight point one uh, as the lowest and a nine point three as the highest. Do you guys think that's uh, in between, higher, lower? Where do you guys think the fans rank this episode against the others? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that the fans gave this one a eight point five. Sorry, eight point four. I changed my mind. They loved it. It's the season premiere. They're happy Sunday is back, so they gave this an 8.9. And the dish of the day, what's your guess? 8.2! <laughs> Donnie, Donnie, you should have kept your first score. Fuck! 8.5, uh, a little over 2,000 votes, uh, 2.1 thousand votes. Uh, so that sets it, if we're going off of votes, that sets it uh, in between right under underage drinking and national concern and right above Dennis looks like a registered sex offender, the Dish of the Day's favorite episode. Uh, it's all tied for 8.5, but if we're going off of how many votes it's gotten, uh, it's sitting at number 18 on the list of lists, 18 uh, for the fans. Or, uh, our list of lists is what we're talking about here next. Uh, where does this episode rank on our scores? Dish of the day, what do you give season four, episode one, Mac and Dennis, Manhunters? By all means. <laughs> I'm done! 6.5. 6.5? 6.5 out of 10. All right, 6.5 out of 10. Uh, not tied for anything on your list, but it is in your top 20. So this is sitting at number 19, Mac and Dennis Manhunters. Let's move on to Donnie. Donnie, what do you give this episode? 6.6. Uh, 6. Just barely higher than the dish of the day. You got a lot of 6.6 6 episodes, Donnie. You got The Gang Gets Held Hostage, The Gang Runs for Office, Mac and Dennis Manhunters, and Charlie Has Cancer. All these are vouching to be in your top 20. I'll have to change my score immediately, or do I have to wait? You're going to have to wait. You're locked in. Okay. You're locked in. You made your bed now laying it. Uh, Adam, what would you give this episode? I gave this a 7 out of 10. A straight 7. Uh, setting this in your top 18. That's uh, number 18 tied with Mac and Dennis Manhunters. Dennis and D's mom is dead. Dennis and D get a new dad. And Charlie wants an abortion. What do you think of that? Mm. Tied? It's around there, yeah. You want to yeah. change your score at all? Well, we're going to have to. Look, 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 I'm a spiteful scorer. I've said this before. Look, I'm we'll be back. I'm a spiteful man. Uh, we'll be back. 
I gave we'll this episode. Right <laughs> I gave this episode a seven point seven. Holy not shit. tying anything for me. I like this episode the most. Uh, it's in my yeah. top ten. This is number six for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I like mine. I I liked this episode more than I remember. Maybe I'll have to go back and adjust it because I got a feeling I'm going to be vouching for some tens out of tens this ep- yeah. uh, this season. Yeah, this coming season, we're going to see. Uh, some very interesting arguments indeed. So you guys are wa- going to want to hit subscribe and get notified when those episodes come out. Let's place this episode on the list of lists. When you throw it all together, mash our scores up and uh, give us an average. This episode comes out to a flat 7 out of 10, just like Adam's score. Uh, 7 out of 10, uh, putting this episode in our top 15 tied with the gang dances their asses off our previous episode that we reviewed for uh, the season three finale. Interesting. What do, what do you guys think? Better or worse than the gang dances their asses off? Because I think these are actually pretty equal. I think this I is pretty... Pretty equal. I think... Yeah. Yeah. I think they're about the I same. think dances their asses off was f- funnier by margins. I don't think it was funnier, but I'm okay saying they're equal. Okay. See, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that, though. I think it was funnier, yeah. but I think that, like... This was better for its different reasons as yes, well. Yes, I agree. More quotable, more... Well, we're going to have to revisit here at the, at the end of Season 4, which uh, I think that'll probably be around October or November if my uh, math is adding up. October's my birthday. So we'll revisit this for Donnie's birthday at the end of Season 4. Uh, subscribe and get notified when we release new episode reviews and re- when we release Jabroni Talks. Sometimes they're interviews, sometimes they're tier lists. It's a good time. Uh, we have... A lot of fun doing this podcast, and uh, we love doing it for you guys. And we love getting messages from you guys, so shoot us some DMs on Instagram, Twitter. Email us at alwayssunnypod at gmail.com. Yeah, solo.to slash rumham. One more time, that's where you can find everything uh, to follow us on, subscribe to us on. And if if you got that Apple account, please head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review for a five-star podcast, five-star man. Uh, We really appreciate that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, yeah, guys, Season 4 is just heating up, and it is starting out pretty dang strong. When you look at uh, previous uh, season openers, we haven't had this strong of a season opener since Season 2. Season 2, Episode 1, Charlie Gets Crippled, got uh, 7.5 from us. So uh, start out strong. Let's see where Season 4 goes. Hit subscribe. You guys will see. We'll be back next week. For uh, season four, episode two, the gang solves the gas crisis. Jesus break. Jesus. Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Pluggencool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by me, Braden Pluggencool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbart, and the Dish of the Day. 